Before we start on with the show, the Second Generation Banana Podcast would like to acknowledge that this is a Canadian podcast in Edmonton, Alberta, and is hosted on Treaty 6 territory, a traditional meeting grounds, gathering place, and traveling route to the Cree, Dene, Blackfoot, Soto, Nakota Sioux, as well as the Métis. We acknowledge all the many First Nations, Métis, and Inuit whose footsteps have marked these lands for centuries. Thank you for listening. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm your host, Kui Eric, and you're listening to the SGB Second Generation Banana Podcast. In every episode, we dive into real and entertaining stories with a hint of some whitewashed Asian flavor. So thanks everybody for listening. Um, you know, we're back. It's been a two-week hiatus, which is uh, interesting, but you know, this is on my own timeline. I do have a nine-to-five job, uh, luckily. Um, <laughs> so we're just going to keep going on from there. Uh, the last two weeks have been pretty eventful. Um, I know if you checked out our last podcast uh, regarding the Black Lives Matter movement with my guest Nadej, we covered a lot of things, um, some very important things, issues that are happening around in mainstream society. Um, in, you know, a lot of it in the United States, but uh, there, there's, there's a lot a of lot. issues branching out to Canada as well. Um, before we start on with the podcast, uh, I just wanted to give a quick shout out um, to my friend Austin T. Austin was able to uh, make the artwork for the podcast recent, um, and it just came out like after the third episode. So I wanted to give him a quick shout out. You can find Austin's artwork on Instagram at top koala t. So top t o p underscore koala k o a l a underscore t top underscore koala underscore t um that also being said uh we are in the month of june so the month of june is important um it signifies the beginning of pride month um it also signifies uh indigenous history month and just two days ago we had uh, philippine independence day so that was nice um i spent that day watching joe koi's new netflix special um which was which was pretty cool i, I would uh, check that out if you get the chance and uh, I know a lot of people have supported like Edmonton businesses, Edmonton Filipino businesses, such as Yellowed. Uh, they had a special deal that day. Um, so that was kind of nice. Um, so anyways, before, uh, you know, to quit, quit my rambling and everything, I just wanted to give a warm welcome uh, to my friend uh, Fred, who will be joining the show as our second guest uh, today. Fred is uh, quite the character. Uh, he actually used to be my boss. Uh, for many years. Um, I think I met him around 2013. Um, and, you know, uh, we've had a lot of funny moments together. And uh, he's honestly like a great guy. We've gone to the bar to catch some games every now and then. And we have a f- bit of a funny dynamic. We we talked to, <laughs> we talked about uh, once starting a TV show with the stories and the little bit of rambling that we have. Um, and, you know, Fred's a, Fred's a great guy and he's very... Um, very funny, has a lot of great perspective, and I really look up to him, to be honest. Um, so let's welcome to the show, Fred. Hey, buddy, I, how you doing? I, I talk now. I, I can talk now. <laughs> Sorry, that, that was kind of long, wasn't it? <laughs> that was, thank you. Thank you for the introduction, though. It was, uh, it was very nice for you to say those things about me. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. I really uh, appreciate uh being on here your yeah. first three episodes were really good i really uh enjoyed uh the last one uh nadesh nadesh yeah. nadesh 
that it was really really informative and excuse me as a i'm a black person as well and um there's certain things that i know that i will never really go through as a black person even though like even though i am black she's a black female and there's certain things i will never go through you know experience because she's a black female or even my brother for example like there's black gay people black trans like like you know there's a there's a lot of things uh i will never go through so it's it's interesting to get the their you know that perspective so made me think a lot for sure man and well thanks again for coming on the show so uh, the last two weeks have been pretty like monumental for the city anyways um, in Edmonton. I know that um, two weeks ago there was the Black Lives Matter protest which was held at um, the legislature grounds um, and um, they say that there was uh, 15,000 people that attended which I believe was like a record number of people at a protest um, especially for the Black Lives Matter movement like and I I mean, I, I could fact check this, but I believe it's also the biggest in Canada, which is pretty impressive. Um, so um, when it comes to like events like these, um, what are like when you first heard that there was going to be like a like a big like scheduled protest, what were your first kind of thoughts, Fred? Um, I didn't really have anything bad or against it. I think it's I think it's good to have uh have these gatherings so then people can you know voice their opinions together and not feel alone i think that's that's the main thing about these so you know everyone can come out as one to really show uh support i think uh the thing is that we have to realize that it's you know hopefully it doesn't just end with this like you know there's still work that needs to be done in you know people's houses uh they need to uh talk to you know, their friends, right? Make sure that, you know, we are not, you know, our friends aren't being racist and, you know, just putting them in their place for lack of a better, you know, lack of a better term. Like, you know, you just, you know, it's it's an ongoing thing. So hopefully it doesn't end with that, uh, uh, that protest. For sure. And I know that um, the last episode when Nadesh was talking about being on the show, she talked about how like we should like ride the momentum to um, as much as we can. Like this isn't just a Black Lives Matter today. This isn't a Black Lives Matter like this week kind of thing. It's not a not a fucking internet trend. This is like a forever kind of deal. And it's interesting when you look at the li- the the wording for like Black Lives Matter. Like matter is just the the minimum it's just recognition of human of like human rights like not to not be discriminated against by the police to like not have like the societal and systemic like racism like institutionalized and all these kind of things so it's it's you know like there's a there have been a lot of uh strides like there have been a lot of changes like um since uh these protests started uh we can look at um uh derek chauvin the you know the minneapolis police officer that um murdered uh george floyd he, uh so he he got arrested um or sorry he got charged for second degree murder which right. was moved up from third degree previously and then right. the surrounding uh i believe three or four other officers that were with him also um uh got uh third degree charges as well um 
there have been I think the Bri- Brianna Taylor law yes yeah. that's right so Brianna Taylor was um this uh well she would have been 27 years old she was a black woman that was um sleeping in her home and I believe the police officers they were looking for somebody else and they they ended up shooting shooting her and killing her in her sleep and this was the wrong house and then the the her boyfriend went up and started shooting back and then I, i believe he was he was shot as well and it's crazy to think that you know there was a law that passed you know for officers to not to not you know do that to to shoot at like homes like without um i believe like like no knock something yeah like the no knock kind of rule which is which is insane because like the actual officers that killed brianna taylor like like they made it they made the rule but these officers are still out there like with their jobs yeah that uh it it really doesn't make any sense um it it is really hard to to wrap your head around why that makes it like it, it doesn't make any sense like period like those officers should be charged with murder as well too or fired <laughs> like yeah. disciplined in some in some way shape or form but, but uh you know that's why it is important to go out and do uh, the things like voting right voting right finding out who the people that we are putting into uh, positions of power and you know, make sure that we have the right people there that are actually going to look after like just if you if you really want to get down the uh, the basicness of it is like human rights yeah like, you know we're black white yellow right whatever color whatever creed like we all have rights we all, all want to be treated equally and that's what it really comes down to so hopefully you know, like I said at the beginning, this is the start of something that keeps going and doesn't end here. For sure. So, like, since um, since the events that happened with George Floyd in the past two weeks, how how have you felt with all the changes that have been going on in society, whether it's been good or bad? Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, I think it's it's good. It is tiring for me to be quite honest. To uh see it kind of every day but you know and the funny thing is this is something that I've been going through all my life without even and that's uh, going back to your last guest like I when she's telling stories about all the stuff that happened to her I was just like man I'm just like all these things happened to me but it happens so often that you kind of just put in the back of your head and you're just like well this isn't really as bad. So then you just kind of let it, you let it go. Like somebody doesn't let you into a club because you're not wearing uh, the proper dress code. But yet you see somebody go out for a smoke break wearing dirtier shoes than you. Mine are fresh white kicks, but they're, <laughs> but you know, they're of a different race. So it's okay. And you know, it's, it's stuff like that where it's just like, well, it makes you think, but, at the end of the day, you're just like, okay, well, you don't want my business. You just go somewhere else. And luckily I've been, I, I grew up with uh, good friends that always had my back and we just, you know, we just did our own thing. You make fun with people that, uh, that you're with. So that's, uh, yeah, that didn't really make any sense. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> it, made, it made sense to me. No, no worries. Um, so Fred, uh, there, there've been a lot of, uh, posts on the internet, um, not from people that I know, but I've seen posts out there from people specifically like white people, um, that talk about how, like, they're tired of like how the internet is flooded with black lives matter, uh, posts and, um, stories and stuff like that. Um, like they're almost getting tired of like seeing the same kind of messages, um, as a black man yourself, like when you see these posts on the internet, on the internet, uh, what, what's your immediate thoughts that come to mind? I am. It, it frustrates me. Definitely. Uh, I try to stay off the internet or, for that reason as well too, because yeah, you may be tired of what you see right now, but think I'm, I'm 35 years old. Like I've been going through this for 35 years. You're tired of it for 10 days or like, let's just say like two weeks. Mm. Like that's what you're tired of. Well, I'm sorry. Don't get in, get in line. Like uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. This has been going on for, and I think it's even been going on longer than I've been born. So mm. my mom's had to go through this. Like other people have had to go through this. way, way worse than, than I have. And if you're tired of this, like, man, you, need to check yourself because like we are tired we are tired yeah that, and i think that's like you can correct me if i'm wrong here but like i think that's where like the that's where uh the the ally really comes in when you know when black people are are so tired of spreading like sending this message like you know saying all these things that the ally comes in and they like help amplify those voices you know, to help like share these messages, um, to let it know that it's, it's not just like a, a black people thing. It's like, a, it's like an everybody thing, you know, like it's not, you know, white people versus black people. It's not, uh, everybody versus cops. Although, you know, there's some talk about yeah. that, but like, it's about everybody versus racism and what we can do Correct. to fight against that. Correct. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like it, it, it is racism at its finest. Like, who doesn't want to be treated as equal going into a job going like just walking down the street like i don't want to be looked at any differently for for what because of my of my skin color like that's not right like everyone should be treated equally that's 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 what it comes down to period so two weeks ago uh when the black lives matter protest was in edmonton i went with a couple of friends of mine i'm just gonna take this segment to talk about my how I felt like when I went there, if that's okay with you. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I went there with my brother. I went, I went there with two of my other friends and um, you know, this was my first protest I've ever gone through and it's kind of interesting. It was an interesting experience for me um, because, you know, at this time, obviously like the coronavirus, COVID-19 is still like a big thing out there. Um, and I actually had a conversation with my mom um, before we were even planning to go. I was telling my mom, you know, I, this is something that's really important for me, um, you know, as a social worker and just even like with my own personality and values and stuff like that, I just felt like this, this was something I really needed to attend. And I asked my mom, so like, how do you, like, how, what do you think about that? Like, how did, like, would you be okay with me going? And I was actually surprised because uh, 
with Asian parents, like they're always like on your ass about everything. Like if you have time to do this, you have time to clean. But <laughs> um, my mom told me that when she was in the Philippines, um, she actually went to protests herself um, when the Marcos government came into power and they started just like fucking shit up. So she was saying, she told me like, Eric, if this is something you want to go, um, you go ahead, just be careful, wear a mask, um, take care of yourself. And I was, you know, that really meant a lot to me that like I had that kind of support. So uh, we go to my friend's house um, first. We're just like, we go in there and like we're, we have our signs and we're, we're trying to like <laughs> do arts and crafts basically just to figure this stuff out. And um, we're doing our thing. And my one friend who's with us, uh, he's, um, he's from Saudi Arabia. And, you know, at first mm-hmm. he was telling me, you know, like he wanted to see us before we went and that's cool and everything. But he was like, I'm actually not going to come or I'm, I'm not going to go. And we're like, dude, like, why not? Like, what, what other thing could you be doing right now? And he was like, no, like, I, this just makes me really... I don't want really, I don't really want to talk about it. I don't really want to talk about it. You know, me and my brother and my friend were like, no, dude, come on. You got to go. Like we're all going, um, we're all gonna, it's going to be fine. All right. And he's mm-hmm. like, fine. And I was like, dude, like, can you at least tell me like why you weren't like, what's making you hesitant? And he told me, and this, like, this like completely took me off guard, but he was basically like, you know, the last wow. time I went to a protest in Saudi Arabia, there was a dude that went, he saw like firsthand and he was protesting and this guy like had his like fucking head split open like and i was like holy shit like like that's 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 fucking traumatic you know Mm -hmm. and um i didn't even like consider that like about because like in canada like that's obviously i don't know that's not something i would expect to happen if i were to go to this protest um so like in an effort to kind of you know, change his, change his mind. I was like, and we, you know, we're, we're friends and we joke around and stuff. I was like, you know, I, I'll get my head split open with you anytime, buddy. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. <laughs> so, so, you know, it, it's downtown. Um, and you know, we actually showed up a, like it started, it was supposed to start at like six 30 or whatever, but me and my friends were like, Eh, let's go a little bit later, you know, just in case, because like we had heard there would be like white supremacists there. We had heard there would be like a strong police presence and stuff like that. And so we were like, let's let's give it about an hour, see how it is, and then um, if it's cool, then we'll make our way there. Mm-hmm. So we were just chilling. We we were you know paying attention to the news, and they were like, there's a large gathering of people or whatever. And we're like, okay, um, there's a lot. There's a large showing um doesn't seem like there's anything there's no, there's no shit going down just yet so i think it's okay to go so we make our way down and um you know we find our parking we we meet up later and it, it's kind of funny because like at the very beginning it felt like some kind of like coachella like show <laughs> like i would drop them off I'd, I'd come to find them later and i'd be like dude where are you yeah. no i'm over here i'm by the what did they say like i'm i'm by the <laughs> the fucking i'm by the torch i'm like oh yeah i'm by the torch too are you on the west side east side oh i'm with like these people i i see flags i you know oh, fuck like just facetime god damn it <laughs> yeah we're Klondike days trying to find somebody <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you know i i make my way down there you know there's tons of people um 
and it's i also like i was working on call that we, that uh that week as well mm-hmm. and you know I, I told my supervisors beforehand like you know like i know i'm on call but can you just not bother me i'm trying to go to this protest and they're like sure eric just just try to t- uh take some pictures for us if you can and i'm like yeah no problem so i go over there and just like just like coachella like i you know i take my phone out i'm trying to like take pictures of the crowd and like that's when i fucking realized like i'm five four and a half and i'm just taking pictures of people's shoulders and i'm like this does not look good <laughs> so anyways we we find we meet up all together um there's like there's predominant black speakers out there and they're they're sharing their stories it's very powerful you have people all different ages colors well mostly young people and mm-hmm. they have their their signs and they're we're all chanting loudly we ha- all have our masks and you know i thought what i thought was actually very nice was you had a couple volunteers and they were just giving out free masks and free like uh hand sanitizer to people and i thought that was like really great um so we stayed for about an hour we uh you know took pictures with other people there is a, there, there is some funny signs there like this one guy said like something like um was it like like fuck pigs like they're haram anyways <laughs> just oh, some like really <laughs> just some like really creative shit and then it, it almost made us feel like self-conscious like ah man maybe our sign should have been better or whatever but it, like then like then you think about it some more and it's like dude it's not even fucking about that it's not about what you came there like it's not about your fucking outfit it's not about your fucking sign it's about mm-hmm. the you you know don't don't let the solidarity yes yes for a cause yeah exactly and i gotta say like being there with every with all these people unified chanting with the same kind of message like i gotta say like it brought back feelings of being at a hockey game you know like just all like everybody on the same kind of page but then i've also heard criticism for like the event as well and i'm not sure if you heard about this but like they talk about how like yes we we listen to these messages yes we we said these chants but were there any changes made on a city level on a provincial level like was this just a, a rallying cry so that people that had like white guilt could go and pat themselves on the back and feel good about or or like was there actual change that was going to happen from here from here on out yeah and and that's the thing right like with with anything it's 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 a starting point it, right. it is a it is a great starting point now we just need to keep this moving forward everyone you know like everything great starts off small starts off with with like an idea so we just need to take this uh idea and and move it forward and hopefully some some things get passed where you know it's going to help this protest come uh i don't know what the fuck i'm saying eric <laughs> but i know what the fuck i'm saying and, like this is this is good it's a good starting step like think of it as like a staircase we took one step now we got to take another and another and another until we reach the top mm-hmm. so hope, hope this is this is just one small step into hopefully greater things to come um, in the future but it definitely does take like you said that there's lots of young people well those are the people that need to honestly go to this 
because you know young people are the future like not necessarily that i'm old as heck but like you know like there are people that are younger that like you guys are going to be the changer going to be the future to to mold us hopefully in a better position right so right yeah that's a powerful statement you know the the youth of like today they're gonna be (laughs) no you're shaking your head no (laughs) okay (laughs) i guess we'll just go on to our next point then fuck it (laughs) yes please okay All right, so let's take let's take um, things into like a, a like a let's take the topic and move it to something that's happening in the city. Two years ago, um, ML Somerville, who was eleven, um, uh, they his mother Una and supporters marched to the Edmonton Catholic School Board office in Edmonton on October seventeenth, two thousand nineteen. Sorry a year ago and they were call the um they were calling on the school board to apologize to amel after accusing him of potential gang affiliations because he would not remove his do-rag at christ the king school bashir muhammad who's a speaker that I actually met when he came to McEwen uh university um to to talk about like racism in edmonton specifically uh was, was sharing this news and he talked about how like you know edmonton will like you'll see these grand gestures, right, from like the mayor or from the Edmonton Catholic School Board. But then you have instances like these where an 11-year-old kid goes to school in a do rag. They 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 criticize him of having ties to gangs, and they basically like expel him, uh, ridicule him, and like and the kid's like 11. He has no idea what the like what's going on. Um, he's racially he's being racially profiled. Um, he was banned from the school for a year. The principal said that uh, the mom was too aggressive in their meeting. And then that led to the school being put on lockdown and the police were called. The, you know, just upon reading, reading about this on the Edmonton Journal right now, like, you know, they talked about reviewing the dress code. They're going to talk about reviewing de-escalation strategies. But all the mom and Amel really are asking for is an apology um, for this obvious uh, point of discrimination mm-hmm. so it, it like for me that 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 upsets me because you hear about uh people that that say things like oh man like the united states is a fucked up place or like you know your president is fucked they're they're screwed blah 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 but then you hear about these incidents right here close to home and it, like it, it just brings into perspective that like this isn't ju- like racism isn't just an American problem. Race- racism is is everywhere, and it's here in Canada. It's here in Edmonton. It's here yeah. specifically, like especially for the indigenous people uh, that had their land taken away. Like it's frustrating. Yeah, it just goes to show you that there, like even myself, like I need to have better education on like what's happened to, for example, like the indigenous people. I I know I don't even know nearly enough even for the things that have happened to the lg uh tb lgbtq 2s yeah 2s damn it got it wrong again but yeah like see even even through that like that just goes to i i don't know nearly enough right and and that is the problem there right like we all 
we all need to educate ourselves on on how you know discrimination happens to to like these these groups of people right and it's important that we that we learn educate and and correct people that are saying things that are are not true or incorrect right everyone like you know it, it, ta- it doesn't take very long to even t- somebody you may know may be gay right it doesn't take that long to like talk to them get their perspective to understand you know what they're feeling and going through because i'm not so how how else would i know by asking right by finding out by by reading books right so and and through that is how you know we're going to get things you know moving along to where people can be equal which, which is a shame that people aren't to begin with Mm-hmm. So, Fred, um, what can you tell me about what you know about um, the this the you know the what is it these um, statements um, and ideas that are going around like ACAB, all cops are bastards, and defund the police? Like, like what have you heard about like these kind of um, suggestions or movements and stuff like that? Uh, I, well, let's talk about all cops are bastards that uh, we can't, we can't see. I personally, I don't think that all cops are bastards. Like there's, there's going to be good people and bad people in, in every group, right? It's, it's just hopefully, I know I've said this over and over again, but hopefully now that this uh, has kind of come to the forefront that there's going to be other cops you know, correcting their, you know, their partners about what is right and what's wrong and being like, hey, you can't say that, you can't do that. Because mm-hmm. that's what we need. We need we need them to, pol- like, police themselves, right, to, to help this move along even further. I, no, I don't, I don't think all cops are bad. Like, I get, I think I, I think I get what they're trying to say, but I don't think that's, that's a fair statement. Because then you could, that's what people have judged black people on. You see black people uh, uh, killing each other and you're like, okay, well, all these black guys are bad. Oh, I, see, I watched the movie and these black guys are criminals, so all black people must be criminals. Like, hell no. I had somebody in the, in the dang White House. Was he bad? <laughs> he was good. He was damn good. <laughs> so, right, like, like it's just a, it's a, it's a horrible thing not a horrible thing. It's, it's just something that I don't, I don't agree with. Uh, on defunding the police, I can see, I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at where the funds could go, the school, which then educates people on what, on, and that's thing, people not necessarily are getting education at home. So what is school is there? So hopefully, if we are able to distribute these funds into places that will will make a difference, like like going to schools, I think that's uh, I think that's good. Definitely, it's kind of funny because um, when I first read the the statement and it said how well okay well this part isn't funny but they talked about how like the resources would be allocate, allocated to um, you know to mental health therapists to to social workers, to, to really people that are out there in the community. Because I think the idea is that you know, the police is just a general, like, 
like they get calls for all different kinds of services, but they, if they were to defund the police department and put more money towards community initiatives and resources, then they could uh, really have people that were more specialized. Like you have, you have cops that are being called to check on, check in on um, people that are suicidal, you know, and maybe these cops like don't understand mental health that well. Maybe they don't understand uh, de-escalation strategies or, or where to kind of go from there. They just show up, they're being told, okay, you, you, you got to do this. But if they're not being trained on what, what it's all about, then maybe they aren't the right people for the job. Yeah. It's hard. Like they're not necessarily a specialist in that, in that field. So it, it'd be easier to get people that are, have gone to school or specialized in those fields to actually help those people that are in need. And if, and I think that's what defunding police actually stands for. So I, I completely agree with it. Obviously, I, I could be wrong, but that is, that is my understanding of it. And I agree mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, it, it's not asking for like, there should be no police whatsoever. Because I've, I've heard the argument of like, oh, you're, you're, a bank is being robbed. And they, they call a stern social worker to be like, hey cut it out like obviously like that's not what we're going for here but like it's meant for the reallocation of services into um specialized professions that know what they're doing and it's funny i I don't say i'm not in support of defund the police because i'm a social worker myself you know they they talk about the funds being put into social worker programs it doesn't mean that like i'm I'm gonna go to the next rally and like in my new in my new bands (laughs) you know what i mean yeah No, absolutely. It's just, we're just trying to provide care to people that, that need it. And let's like, maybe, I don't know what I was going to say. Let's just, let's just forget this topic, Eric. (laughs) We're just going to scrap it. (laughs) 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 No, but I agree with the funding. Like you don't have to like, I like, millions of dollars into it right like maybe we can cut cut some things here and there like obviously the police are are a necessary uh thing to have so obviously i'm not ever going to say get rid of it but no i just i i in my opinion like i think that like you know with the black lives matter movement they they talk about um talking to your family members at home right they talk about confronting that racist grandma that racist aunts that like makes all these like either you know blatant racism or like subtle racist racist comments and like confronting them and being like no that's not right like you know we can't say things like that you know like and then on a on the police level it, it would be kind of the same thing where it's like when when officers like they say these bad apples or whatever are out you know fucking wrecking shit up and like um just calling them it's uh i know they talk about the police um being like a band of brothers that protect each other no matter what Mm -hmm. but if like if these if there is only a so if there's only so-called a few bad apples in the group that spoiled a bunch for everybody else then it makes sense that instead of having the changing the ideology from this band of brothers um idea into more of like a let's hold let's hold these these bad apples accountable then i think you'd be able to see more more change like if you're if you're um coming let's say you're 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 going into uh, police academy for school and um 
you talk about these the importance of like um these things like for example like when i when i got into social work right they they mm-hmm. told me in school like i had to write i was in multiple classes and i had to write multiple papers about this but they they told us the, the importance of like residential schools they talked about the 60s school how like me, like for many generations indigenous people had their children taken away from the governments because they thought that um because the, the government thought that like they were they were doing the right decision like they were um taking these children putting them into like white homes where they would flourish have all these things um but then as as a result of that they lost their culture mm-hmm. there's there's all these effects but like this is just an example like this these are the things we learned in 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 school for social work so that when we go out there into the community like so that we know of the past so if like in, if indigenous people see social workers and they're like fuck you or whatever well then we're just kind of like well yeah <laughs> like in the past like we were fucking assholes and we're trying to learn and to do better so i just yeah. think that like if they in- implemented those kind of um changes like to officers on a, on a schooling kind of level so that they can see the effects like they understand the the power that comes with their role the privilege that they have and how like their choices affect many people especially individuals of color black people indigenous people like anybody so yeah. I, I think that like these changes need to be implemented from a top-down approach so that we can kind of go from there yeah no i i completely agree man i completely completely agree <laughs> don't worry what what i what i do like when when we have a, a break in conversation i just like put music <laughs> to, to transition so this is Eric, that's fine. i did not know i thought you were gonna just have me on as like a love guru <laughs> i got i got wisdom in that i don't have wisdom in politics <laughs> see the problem the problem with the problem with stuff like that is that you have to you have to speak in a certain way. I don't speak that way. When it comes to other matters, I, I speak I speak clearer and better. Mm. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> let's 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 break it down. Let's break it down, and let's kind of get into the root of the matter of like why I'm so invested in in talking about like Black Lives Matter and and, and standing up for um, all these like injustices out there. To me, like like yeah, I'm a social worker. You know, I have my schooling or whatever, but I'm not, I'm not well versed in, in politics. I'll admit that. I took a, you know, I took a political sciences class once in university, mm-hmm. and for me, like, I understand it a little bit. You know, I understand more of it in high school, um, but to me, when I see um, examples of injustice out there in the world, to me, like what what blows my mind is a lot of a lot of what the media portrays from what i've i've been seeing is they talk they make it about politics they they talk like to me like when you talk about the oppression of black people the oppression of indigenous people that this isn't politics to me politics is is about like um a, a group of power like the government making decisions that benefits like the collective of society when i hear instances of of uh, police brutality, you know, on, on George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, uh, Eric Garner, Trayvon Martin. This, but to me, like that, 
this isn't this isn't a discussion of like well which party should we elect this to fix these problems like sure on a larger scale but to me like this is about humanity and realizing injustice and at, at the very simplest point just being able to look at a situation you know think about it rationally in your own mind and be and have that and just come to the conclusion of um you know this is fucked up we should do something about this yeah yeah it's see that's the thing though i would i would think that it's like that but honestly there's there's a lot of politics is and everything unfortunately politics in the, is and going for a job because you you know you have to, you present yourself in a certain way so you have to come across as as this or that so then you get hired and then once you get hired it's almost like you can revert back to your natural self you have to it's like you have to present yourself in a certain way to get where you want and then you could go back to to who you actually are and so there, there's politics in in everything it's it, it's unfortunate but it's it's what goes on because even like even just having a I don't know what I'm saying. I'm going off the tangent again. I get this from my mom. I get this from my mom. (laughs) Yeah, no, honestly, I think politics is everything. Work, for example, like you got to know there's workplace politics. Depending on where you work, there is definitely going to be politics there. 110%, right? So it's there, man. It's there. I was actually, I was actually gonna, um, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I was going to transition into something that we, another thing that we did talk about, like, uh, outside of the show, um, you mentioned how like everything is political these days. So let's talk about Drew Brees. Okay. Drew Brees. Plays for the the New Orleans Saints. I don't like that team. Oh, you don't? Oh, okay. Do you you, you work for them? Yeah, they're 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 oh, like okay, my favorite right. team of all time. I, oh, okay, that, that's cool. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. So, I mean, we can talk about your Eagles if you want, but oh yeah, that that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but Do we can also him? talk about we can talk about Malcolm Malcolm Jenkins joining the Saints again. Oh yeah, good for him. I yeah. have nothing wrong. He helped us win the Super Bowl. Good. Cool. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> So, okay, so this was probably about a week ago, something like that. Drew Brees, renowned white quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, you know, great guy. He was my hero for many years, right? He did a lot for the city of New Orleans. Uh, He won them the Super Bowl. He helped them through all the shit that they were going through after Hurricane Katrina, donated millions of dollars of his own money towards all these um, organizations and charities to help out the people. He's a, this guy was a superhero to me and I like I had some family from New Orleans as well they helped they actually helped me get into NFL football like in the beginning so a couple of weeks ago Drew Brees is at a, is being interviewed by Yahoo Finance or something something some something, random yeah. thing like that and they talked to him about uh I don't even think they really address like the black lives matter, like protests, like directly, but they talked to him about basically like, Hey, like, are you going, are you going to kneel for the flag um, this upcoming season or something like that? Mm-hmm. And then Drew Brees goes on and he's basically like, no, I would never disrespect the flag. Um, he talks about how like 
his grandfathers were his grandfather was like in the military and he fought for all these american people and i gotta say like that was that was fucked up <laughs> like you know there's there's a there's a picture of, of breeze like at, at the last super bowl uh with with trump and then you know a lot of people saw like myself included i saw that and i was like huh that's huh right but then you, you hear comments like this and you're like dude does this guy has this guy not been listening like he he plays for the saints a predominant predominantly black team in new orleans guys like michael thomas alvin Kamara, you know they're very they're very outspoken guys and demario davis the linebacker called him out on his shit you know um it was it was crazy um anyways the important thing here like <laughs> I, I have so many feelings about this but you know after that came out um, yeah. what happened was like members of the saints like talked to him individually they're like drew we got to talk about this like i don't think you understand like the significance of those words tomorrow was saying like you know those words like really hurt because like it's not like your grandfathers fought in those wars for only white people you know what i mean like right. there's like it, it was for americans of all these people and then like it like his comments were just so tone deaf and so, you know, after he was able to, you know, listen to people, he, he made a statement saying, you know, I was wrong. I should have paid attention. Um, and then, you know, at that, at, that po- at that point in time, I was like, okay, Drew, but what's next? Like, what do you, like, sure, you, you recognize what you said was, was wrong and you realize, you're saying you realize this, but do you really, are you saying this because you're, it's kind of like, are you upset because you knew it was wrong or are you upset because you got caught? Correct, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. So then uh, about after that, you know, Donald Trump goes in and tweets him and was like, you know, Drew, you shouldn't apologize. You shouldn't have apologized. Uh, what you said was right. Blah, blah, blah. is bullshit. And then Drew comes out and he, he tweets Donald Trump back and is like, no, um, actually, the, this isn't about the flag. And he he talks about like this is about the oppression of black people and there needs to be change in this country and now he's starting to say all the right things and to me like i think that was so that was so powerful because it's it's it was like that that next step that we were waiting for from okay like yeah i was fucked up but then like his words made it seem like he actually understood what was going on like he wasn't mm-hmm. just you know he didn't just send the message out to as a pr move which like I find like a lot of athletes and organizations are doing. Oh, a hundred. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like that's, that's what's going on. Like a lot of people are just saying it to be a part of the movement and not uh, look like a bad guy. Right. So um, yeah, we did definitely did talk about that. uh, (laughs) Drew Brees' comments uh, prior to being on here, uh, me being on here, but uh, I think, a lot of people are still going to be mad at him because that was still like just a real shitty thing to say. I think what, what helps, like you said, is that he actually did stand up to one of the biggest bullies uh, mm. you could say <laughs> right now in, the, in, the, in the President Trump, right? And I, that, definitely, that definitely helped. Uh, whether people are going to actually still believe it or not, I think uh, that was a good step forward. Now, mm-hmm. um, he's, I think he just needs to go out and show it. That's yeah. the thing, right? But also, in that, like, is it going to be money-wise?
compliance or is it just going to be through actions of correcting people? That's me, I, I don't know. I don't know what the, the, the right thing for him to do is or for anybody that wants to help. You know, you could, small things go, go far. Mm-hmm. Small things can go really far, right? So it, it is a good first step. I, I did, like, I first saw his comment and I was just like, because uh, I respected Drew Brees 100%. I still do, actually. But when I first definitely heard it, like, I think I was going through my phone and I was like, I looked and I was like, what the fuck? Like, Drew, did you, <laughs> did you just say this? Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I was stunned. Because, like, they're, I don't know. I don't know why. I think I was listening to some other uh, TV show. I think I sent it to you with uh, uh, Undisputed. Yeah, and I Shannon saw that. Yeah, good old Uncle Shay. <laughs> and, and I saw that and I was like, did he just honestly set up? I was, I was shocked. But, you know, it's, here's another thing, too. Like, from what I saw, from what I think he apologized twice, mm-hmm. but both of them to me did seem sincere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's either you, you know, you can, you can forgive. Doesn't mean that you have to forget. That's that's one thing, right? You forgiveness is you can you can give that, but it doesn't mean that you have to forget about what that person said. You could still, you know, hold them accountable and you know watch what they do in the future because you know I think he still has a lot of work to do, but he's he's going the right step. So when when you um would you say it's fair that some people are still upset at him? Because I, I've like I've heard the the phrase saying like, you know, what he said when he answered that question, it was like really people show you who they are, the first time. So like, would you say it's fair if people were still like, mm, no, that apology is not good enough for me? Like, was it is it fair for them to still be upset? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I I have no problem with people being upset. It you know it's I I I can't disagree with you being upset at what he said originally because what he said originally like you said fucked up Mm. it's like he he still didn't understand for what kaepernick was doing at the beginning it it wasn't for you know he wasn't saying anything the kneel wasn't for the flag it was for it was a peaceful protest about racial injustice in the united states that's what it was about nothing more nothing less Mm -hmm. so for drew to come out and say that yeah I I can understand why people would be upset and I don't disagree or with them still being upset. He, it's uh, it's up to him now to show those people that are still upset that he has changed or that he is uh, moving in the right direction to actually understand what they need. Definitely. It's, it's an interesting thing to consider because like Drew is such a public figure and um, a lot of people like look to him like he's an experienced quarterback. He's been in the leagues many years. His opinion means a lot. Um, so then you hear in the news, NFL commissioner Roger Goodell comes out and he's like, hey, <laughs> basically in summary, he's like, you know what? Black lives do matter. We apologize for all the the flag stuff that's been going. Um, you know, obviously these aren't his words exactly, but like he's basically like, yeah, black lives do yeah. matter. We apologize for all the stuff yeah. that's been going on. And then everybody's just kind of like, well, okay. 
sign Kaepernick. <laughs> what the like? There's to me like there's a difference between empty words and like words with with meaning, like to show that you've actually learned something. What What are your thoughts on the on all of this? Uh, man, that's a tricky thing. It's it's tricky in the regards of the whole sign Kaepernick now because. Are we, are people, are teams actually going to be signing him for the fact that they actually want him? Or are they signing him now to be just like, okay, now we want to look good. Let's sign this guy. Mm. Right? Are we signing him for a reason? For like an actual reason? Or are we signing him because, okay, well, you know, this whole Black Life Movement thing is going on. So we got, we want to look good. Let's sign this guy. And that's, that's the thing. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the, right thing or or the right way to go about this he should have been signed a long time ago yeah they, you know he's been blackballed for for how long i don't even know how long it's been it's been 2016 yeah that's crazy four mm. years that man took a team to the super bowl finals if i'm am i yeah am I, am 20, am I 2012 yeah took a team to the super bowl finals was what one play away, one play away from actually winning that game. So I, I don't know. I don't know if honestly, I'm kind of torn to be like, man, should he even go back? Why would he go back? For, for for honestly, what reason would he go back? I know he he did a public workout about a year ago, and they said there was like some scouts that were checking him out and stuff like that. Like like I, from what I've seen, like I mean, you know, check a change and since then but from what i've seen he can still play and in the last four years if if you're telling me that he isn't better than andy dalton <laughs> you know I, i'm sure he's he's better than someone else out there but it's yeah and that's the thing like i i definitely don't disagree with that but is he coming back because of the situation or is he coming back because some team actually wants him because of his work yeah, I, I feel like no matter what decision happens, like they're going to be questioned on everything, especially in the yeah. NFL when it comes to race. Um, mm-hmm. Like I know um, Deshaun Watson, there is a... Okay, but, well, maybe if you're not an NFL fan you're listening right now, you might not know what, what's going on. But like Deshaun Watson was taken, I believe, fourth by the Houston Texans after an unbelievable season. And then he was like picked after fucking... Oh, who's the Bears QB? Trubisky? Trubisky, yeah. Mitch Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, Yeah, Mitch Trubisky. And then he came on, and uh, they talked about how, like, the Bears didn't even interview him before he was – before the draft. So I just thought that was interesting. You have, like, this top prospect who you you could potentially land, and they don't even give him the interview. Suspect. Well, they're lost. <laughs> they're, they're, they're lost. lost. <laughs> he he helped me a lot in fantasy, so fuck the but, Bears. But hey, yeah, but now they got they got Nick Foles. Yeah, right. Champion Nick Foles. Yeah, I mean the guys had so many injuries. Nick, I... Nick, Nick. <laughs> yeah. So, what did 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 he not catch a pass? In the Super Bowl? In a trick play? Yes, yes, he did. I mean, I mean, yeah, the Philly special. You're defending your boy Nick Foles. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks, Fred. Um, so I've got a couple segments here. Um, 
I'm going to go to my Instagram here. Uh, a couple of days ago, I had this poll that came out and <laughs> I asked, Hey everybody, what is a TV show or movie or movie that depicts a great black Asian friendship? I mentioned how the examples off the top of my head included Wild and Out and America's Best Dance Crew. Here are the answers that I got so far. Fred, one of them, one of these answers was from you. And that was actually kind of nice. I mean, you didn't answer the question really correctly. <laughs> when you said me and you, buddy. And uh, thanks. I, I suppose you're welcome. I suppose now. <laughs> I can take that back if, 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 if you know, it didn't, didn't meet your qualifications. <laughs> Uh, so other examples included Lovebirds on Netflix. Um, actually, I want to watch that. I haven't watched it yet. Actually, it's on my list. I, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah? It does look really good, though. Nice. There was uh, The Karate Kid. Um, so I assume that's the one with Jackie Chan and um, Jaden Smith. Well, it's not in my immediate messages, so fuck it. I think it was um, Rush Hour. Someone said Rush Hour. Oh, well, like... Rush Hour is the easiest one. Actually, I had, a, I had a quick story about Rush Hour, if if we could get the chance. Are you asking me for permission? It's your damn well, show, man. I, well, yeah. I just... <laughs> I wanted to... Okay, sure. Fuck it. Fuck you, then. I'll just do what I want. So, yeah, this, this was a couple of years ago, and um, there is this girl that I was, like, really into... And, um, she, she was a foreign exchange student and I invited her to my house. Um, one delightful evening I drove her by and then I was like, Hmm, let's, uh, let's watch a movie and then, uh, see, see what goes, see what happens from there. She comes by and you know, the, the car, entire car ride there. I'm just thinking like, ah, oh, I, I got to pick a good movie, something that's good. And you know, off the top of my, like, first of all, Rush Hour 2, my favorite movie of all time. Like, absolute favorite. What's wrong with one? Well, no, one's great, but, like, two shows, like, the evolution of, like, their friendship. And it's it's, it's just funnier because they're more, like, they're, there's less conflict and they're more, like, on the same side. Like, yeah, I'm just messing with you. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so, we were, um, so we, she comes by the house and then, and then I'm, like, going through Netflix and I saw Rush Hour 1 was on there. And I was like, oh, man, that's sick. But um, when we ended up watching it, I, <laughs> I realized I hadn't watched the movie in so long. I completely forgot I was trying to, like, get with her. So then I, I, like, I didn't put my arm around her or anything. I just kind of, like, sat there and just, like, was laughing at everything. <laughs> I didn't, like, I don't, like... I don't even know if she understood some of the jokes. Um, there was a point in the movie where she was uh, telling me, like, like Jackie Chan said the N-word in that movie. Like, because he... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like, uh, what's up, my... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and then I was, I was laughing. And, and then, you know, she, she, uh, she's like, Eric, I'm like, yeah? She's like, what does that word mean? And I'm like... Oh, damn. Uh, oh. Uh... You really? You, you you've never heard this word? She's like, yeah. Like, why is everyone? <laughs> she, <laughs> she's like, why is why are all the black people beating him up after he said that? And I was like, I think, <laughs> I think you need to look it up. Like, if you don't, yeah, for yourself. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is, this is kind of, <laughs> I don't want to be the one, you know. 
so we watched the movie i like i had a great time just reliving the movie all over again and i think in my head i was saying like i gotta go on another date with her to watch part two (laughs) but no didn't pull any moves didn't put my arm over her didn't try to kiss her just like (laughs) went and enjoyed the movie and then drove her home but the main thing is that you had fun and you know what she she learned something too Hopefully when she got home, she looked it up and then he's like, oh, damn, <laughs> this is what it means. So, so you help too. Yeah. You should, she should be thanking you for that date. Yeah. I was, I was an ally back in 2018. Damn right, man. <laughs> nice. Before uh, we, we go on to the ending kind of segments here, Fred, is there any kind of um, like, I guess, to all the, like, I know I asked this at the end of like the last episode, but it's been two weeks from now. There's been there's been some changes. What are so I'm gonna ask you the same question. Like what can we do non-black Asian uh non-black people of color or white people, like whoever, what can we do to continue supporting the movement? Eric, Eric, Eric. That is a great, great question. Um honestly, I think it just starts with uh educating yourselves. Uh talking to people, finding out but maybe not necessarily talking to people, but there are lots of great resources and I think books out there where you can I honestly don't know personally good well actually I could say my my younger brother like he actually posts uh posts a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's black and he's actually gay. Uh but you know he posts a lot of stuff which I actually go onto his page and I uh I look at it as as, as uh, content that is um, is readable and, and hopefully knowledgeable too. Um, it's it's all about educating yourself. I think at the end of the day, that that's what it's about. Like the more you the more you know, the more like powerful you could say that you become. Right? Like knowledge is power. So the more you know, the more you're able to uh, like tell people, hey, like this is right, this is wrong. Hopefully, you would think some people also have some just common damn sense as what is what what is right, you know, right and wrong. But honestly, education is key, is key because, like I said, I kind of at the beginning, like I'm never gonna understand what it means to be gay, trans, like right, like so. For me to educate myself and to understand what's going on um to those to those people like is is important into into understanding and the more i understand the more i can i can even be more of an ally in that way because now when someone says something i'd be like hey you know that's that's not right you know we have to hold each i think holding each other accountable is key Okay, so we got our last two segments here on the show. I uh, just wanted That's to go through two? them. You're going to have to get rid of the whole Black Lives Movement thing that we talked about. What? That's horrible. What? I can I can talk. I still can't talk. Everything, <laughs> see, that thing. The, the thing with doing a podcast with somebody that's an overthinker, I was, I'm already thinking about the things that I said at the very beginning, and I don't like it. You know, <laughs> I don't like anything. Really? Yeah. That's <laughs> the truth. I'm, it's easier for me 
to talk and just sit down and talk compared to like uh like something like i don't know i don't know it's, it's this is more difficult it's easier to have one-on-one about certain certain issues mm. black life movement is harder to do is harder to talk about because even though i am a black person there are a lot of things that i have not gone through as a black person that i or maybe i have gone through but i have pushed aside i will never understand what it's like to be black and in, the, in, in for example in the united states you could say that i'm lucky that i'm black in canada because maybe it's not it's not as evident it's not it's not as blunt like i don't see it every day right like over there you like i feel like you see it it, it to me it seems like it happens more often and I, obviously i could be wrong i could just be be blind to it because i've seen the small little uh racist things like here and there but as a total like i don't know i i'm i am no expert in it that is for sure your friend i can't that i okay nadesh yes Nid, did i say it correct yeah nadesh thank you did i say wrong would it say it again nadesh nadesh okay she's she put it in a manner that i wish i could speak to <laughs> i wish i could speak to i have i have no talker of that i am more of a listener and the, and you know what i think that's what needs to happen as well too people also just need to shut up and listen yeah as, as well right like you know it 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 takes a lot to to talk and just be like oh you know this needs to be done but honestly just listen to the people that are way more of an uh, speak speak better than me yeah that's great <laughs> why, why is that so funny because yeah. i just see do this like <laughs> it's because i'm listening like, yeah, I'm doing what you're asking me I, I wasn't telling you to shut up to listen <laughs> uh. <laughs> all right <clears throat> so um we have a segment regarding um our asian of the week uh you know this is a show um like I mentioned in the earlier episodes, how like I do want to put a little bit of Asian propaganda in here and there. And uh, I want to put the, I want to mention like not any particular person in general for the Asian of the week, but K-pop stands. Do you know what a K-pop stand is, Fred? Do you know what a I stand is? Okay. So no, I don't. Okay. So the word stand comes from the Eminem song stand where you have like these like crazy, like rabid fans that like do anything. They're like obsessed. And so like, okay. K-pop is like Korean pop music. It's a genre. It's been growing in popularity. Not that old, I get that. Okay. So like BTS being like one of the biggest like groups out there, like they've performed on uh, Saturday Night Live and stuff like that. And it's funny because I read about, um, I read about this news, um, first of all, from, it's it's called The Next Shark, I believe. They, they're a group that, that displays predominantly like Asian news. But they talked about how these K-pop stands have been filling the internet 
with and they've been like basically trolling um these uh <laughs> these all lives matter the the hashtag all lives matter and like the ha- like all these like supremacist um like hashtags or whatever they 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 troll it and they they put it on their tweets they put you know all lives matter and then they put like k-pop like pictures or like videos or movies and stuff like that so if you were to look it up in on the internet that's all you would find so i just like i thought that was super hilarious and i just wanted to give a huge shout out to that because they know how to use their platform and on top of that i believe bts like the group donated like a million dollars to the black lives matter uh so did john cena apparently yeah (laughs) and the the fans actually matched that one million dollars no, that honestly, that's awesome. Let let's hope that it actually gets distributed to the, the like the people that need it. Like yes, the, not, oh. not people that need it. That I said that incorrectly, but to the right places. Right. I've been hearing um, you know, talk here and there about how like because it's not a professionally run organization where you don't have a chairhead um, that they they're not sure like they're getting all this money. They're not sure how to allocate it. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's that's that in itself is a whole other thing um but i mean you can still donate to other like community charities like in edmonton in minneapolis minnesota um even like across canada like edmonton calgary vancouver there's all these other organizations you can donate to if you're not sure to donate directly to the black lives matter fund like the the podcast like we donated to the minnesota freedom fund for um Mm -hmm lgbtq non-binary uh, people as well so there's definitely some resources out there uh and then for the last segments um we this is community shout outs uh so with community shout outs it's important to me because like i've always felt the i've always held the belief that like it takes a village to raise a child but i wanted to give a shout out to black owned businesses here at edmonton's like a lot of it are, are restaurants, but a lot of it are, yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it is delicious restaurants. So I want to take a minute to give some appreciation so we can give them a shout out. So I'm reading this list here. We've got Langano Skies. Um, forgive me if I'm butchering it. Langano Skies Ethiopian restaurant, Sugar Bowl. Sugar Bowl. What the fuck, really? Huh. Uh, Island Grill, Bait Africa Ethiopian restaurant, Zuhura restaurant. Walia Ethio Eritrean Restaurant, Ayami Day, the French Crepery. Really? These are these are I I never knew I never knew knew that. Uh, Sinit African Restaurant and Bar, Awash Ethiopian Restaurant, Sambusa Hut, Narayani's Restaurant. There's one called Big Jerk. Who's funny name? Uh, S- Sunset Reggae Kitchen, Fartan. Cultural Cuisine, Tiramisu Bistro, Blue Nile Ethiopian Restaurant, The Bower, Red Star, Lock Stock Coffee, Hummingbird Bakery and Events, Irie Foods. That's a very popular one. It's, uh, it's in Mill Woods. Uh, Cafe Zansi, Eleanor and Laurent, Old Beverly Cafe, Ahmad Restaurant, Nubian Kitchen and Cafe, Island's Best Kitchen, Saffron's Caribbean Delight, Gen X Caribbean Bakery and Restaurant, Zimbabwe African Restaurant and Bar, Allegro Italian Kitchen, really? Uh, Mumbai Dakar Restaurant, Caribbean Finest Restaurant and Lounge, El Beso, 
Dale E. Bread Industrial Eatery and Drinks, Sunset Reggae Kitchen, and Yellowhead Donair and Pizza. So a lot of places in Edmonton to check out. Support your local black businesses. Um, get some good food. Any uh, any any places you want me to plug out here, uh, Fred? No. <laughs> okay, Fred. Uh, where where can people find you if they want to look for you on social media? That's none of their damn business. <laughs> uh, uh, you can find me. Uh, I guess that F A. K P L U. That's where you can find me. What? On what? They they can find you on what? You just on Instagram. Okay, cool. Sorry, I don't don't understand this handle and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Is is your Instagram uh, open or public or public or that that one? That one is public. That one was public. I got one that's close. I don't want none of y'all following me on on that one. Okay. So uh, if um, if you're interested, follow Fred on Instagram. Shoot him a DM. Um, or don't. Or <laughs> or don't. You don't have to. I just want to take take this time to say, Fred, thank you so much for joining the show. Um, I I really mean it when I said that. Like I, I really look up to you. Um, you're, I always come to you like when I have like hard times and I, I need to get through things or if we have coworkers, we hate. <laughs> um, but uh, you're, you're a really good friend of mine and I really wish you the best, man. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. You're honestly uh, a really, really good guy. Uh, before, before we get off, I just want to tell people about the story of one time of when Eric actually helped me. Oh, uh, we, were, we, were, we were, yeah, you thought it was going to be something else. Don't worry. I'll save that for another time to come up. Uh, <laughs> uh, one time I, I actually had a date and I, I forgot what, uh, I think it was like sometime in like, maybe like July. And it was like, it was a hot day. I was wearing, I think I was wearing like a, a t-shirt and I was, we were, we were both working that day and I was sweating. I sweat so much. And I was going on this date after work. I sweat so much that there was, there was sweat through my through my t-shirt. And the only other thing I had with me was like a hoodie. So I ended up putting on this hoodie. Eric was so kind and dropped me off on White Ave while I waited for this date. It was, it was one of the kindest things. Actually, you know what? We can't even put that in there because <laughs> it's not a... It's not, <laughs> it doesn't go show you how kind you actually are, but honestly you you are you are a really kind and and thoughtful person and uh I'm really glad that you have this podcast and uh I love what you're what you're doing it's uh yeah it's been fun thanks for and next time you you need to have me on here for 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 love advice that that is that is my strong point. oh yes oh my goodness we didn't even touch on that like fred's heard all of my like dating stories from you know the years that we've been working together like he's actually great at love advice i told see that's what i mean like that that is my strong point <laughs> <laughs> all this, this stuff because heck man i've been through i've been through it so that that is where i am the strongest at yeah no but honestly it's it's good i think uh i hope 
what I wanted to say maybe came across right or not. I'll I'll obviously be carrying it <laughs> and seeing what the hell I sound like <laughs> too. But I I know I, I this did not go well for me. But it's it's honestly it's a hard topic for me to even to still even talk about. Like mm. as much as I've I've lived it, it's you know it's not it's you know it's not an easy thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's easy for me to be like, oh, can we analyze this? Can I ask you all these questions? It's easy for me to write a script, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Can I end off with a random story that has nothing to do with what we talked about? You know, with, with all with the the COVID safety measures and stuff like that. I mentioned on my Instagram about how like I got tested recently for COVID. Um, they strongly recommended people that went yeah. to the protests go and get testing um just because you're in that your crowds of like what what i say like fifteen thousand people it's just it's just good and and you can go get testing now even if you don't have any symptoms they have a walk-in clinic on the south side as well you can just check that out i went into i mean i had an appointment but it took me like 30 to 40 minutes very simple just show up bring your photo id and your um your alberta healthcare card um but anyways so why did I even say that? That has nothing to do with my story. But um, you're just letting them know that, hey, these are what you need to bring. Yeah. So good on you. Good on you. <laughs> Thanks. So with everything that's uh, all, all these meetings I've been on, especially like for work, they're all on like Skype. They're all on Zoom. They're on Google Meets, like all this kind of stuff. Everything is online. And, you know, Another preamble is, Fred, I'm actually glad we had the time uh, like in half an hour before the show starts to get everything set up, like to make sure like everything was working right. Because um, yesterday on Saturday, I got invited to a wedding over Zoom. It was uh, two friends of mine, Erica and James, you know, happy, happy wedding. Congrats. Congrats on your wedding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Happy wedding. Happy wedding. And... I'd never, I'd never been on a Zoom, uh, Zoom wedding before. And, um, uh, like I, I have, you know, I have the Zoom account for, for this podcast. I have a Zoom account for work. They're, all, they're both very professional, but I also have like a personal Zoom account. And the last time I was on that Zoom account, it was with my brother and we were actually testing out Zoom, uh, for this podcast. And I was just playing around with the settings and the last time that I used that personal account, I was just like, oh, fuck it. You can change the background <laughs> of your, you can change the background. So what people see you as into like anything. So I was playing around with it and I made it. So I was in outer space. <laughs> so <laughs> I had like the moon, the, the sun, all these planets around me. So then, you know, the, 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 weddings later on in the afternoon and i'm like oh fuck i'm gonna be late you know i got dressed up i put on like this dress shirt to get to get ready oh they're gonna see me i haven't seen them in so long and um i log in and i'm like i'm still in that fucking planet mode (laughs) so uh, you you have all of her all of like the guests that are family members from like out of out of country or whatever they're so excited to see each other hi you know like like how's how's mom how's dad and then i just show up like from fucking outer space like nobody knows who the fuck i am like who is this illegal alien yeah <laughs> oh, God, you from podcast. 
I, I just wanted to share that. That was guys, if you're if you're going on a Zoom, Skype, whatever the fuck, please check out your surroundings. <laughs> Go a little bit early and get it figured out. Yeah. Oh, but wait, wait. Do you do you wanna I think you forgot the, the most important thing of that story. Oh, what's uh, the most important thing? About about said the setup about you uh about the podcast today. Oh <laughs> was uh, who who suggested it, Eric? Who, yes, who, yes. Was it you right. or was you, it me? I, 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 I God damn it! You suggested it. It was me. Oh, word! <laughs> <laughs> wow, this guy. Okay, I had to get one in. I got yes. one in. Oh, Eric. definitely. That's good. That's that's. So, are you are you giving me the chance to roast you too? Do you want that? We no, can no, we can no, do no. it. No, I do that private. Oh, you do. No, you I actually I don't have anything. I, you know, I actually don't. Do, I haven't actually ever roasted you. No, I I roast I've roasted you yeah. on actions that I've seen you do live <laughs> that I thought were extremely hilarious. Yeah, but like, but like that was in that moment. Now I just hold on to it forever. Yeah, so we don't I'll, we don't I'll have roast. to go into it. We, we can just nice. we can just end it right here. Yeah. Yeah, let's just end it. Let's just end it. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, hey, uh, thanks everybody for listening. This has been your host, Kui Eric. You've been listening to the Second Generation Banana Podcast. I'm about to split. Take it easy. Bye. <laughs>